Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, what is going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of the Surge Cast, Season 3, Episode 22, and more importantly, Episode 101. We are into the new century of the podcast. We are presented by Primax Hockey, DraftKings, Raycon, and we are a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Zach Martin. I'm Bailey Curtis. I'm Kat Hunter. And as you can tell from our announcement <laughs> earlier this week, we got a very special guest, we don't know exactly the what the record is for the first the highest number of appearances, but we're going to go with four. And this man has definitely earned all four. Probably going to get five, six, seven, and eight by the time the season's <laughs> over. We are very welcomed to have once again the legend himself. That is Mike Maniscalco. Mike, how we you need doing to, we need to lower the bar. First off, if I have reached uh, <laughs> or raise it, if I've reached le- a legend status, I don't know which way to go on that. <laughs> I mean, on this podcast, you will always be a legend, sir, and there's no negotiations other than yeah. That, that, that's but, that's already carved in stone, Mike. But don't worry, Colin. Colin from Home Ice will humble you if you need someone to. I feel oh, well, like he's... Don't worry about that. I, I get to see him <laughs> at Invisalign Arena, and I did let him know. I go, anytime that I'm being compared with you for something, that means I need to stop doing that. So that's not a question of you, uh, for those of you who know uh, Colin. Uh, oh. Also, do you know how hard it was for me as you introduced yourselves for me not to continue to do the 60 Minutes thing and announce who I am? Oh, I, I, I saw it. You should have done it. Yeah. That's, I think, why you did are. the little pause. Pause too. He was waiting for the. I, I was there too. I'm like, want me to jump in? But here we are. So, <laughs> no, but, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's always great having you on. I know you've had a interesting week in terms of uh, Kane's cast with uh, your partner in crime that is Shane Willis. Uh, a little spicy, a little spicy for the last episode. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's it's one of these things where um, I, I don't really forget my roots uh, because I did come up as a talk show host and I right. uh, was a reporter. And it, it's just one of these things where you get to a point in time for me, like you have to remember where this thing used to be and where it is now. And the, the freak out for a team that is above 500 and at the time was in a, a playoff picture in Again, it's the questions were diametrically opposing each other. And I'm like, well, pick a side and, and stay with it. Right. Uh, yeah. And I, I get some of the questions and I get where it comes from. And, and look, there's one thing winning is great. Mm-hmm. Winning solves all problems. It, it really does. But winning also creates a different kind of, I don't want to say it's not a problem, but it creates a really weird atmosphere around a fan base because then you start to expect more and you're like what more can you you want to do and it's always been a curiosity to me that 
fan bases never understand that the other side wants to win too. And they, they've, they've got payers, they've got, you know, paid players who do aim. And if you make mistakes, uh, they're going to take advantage of it, but uh, it's fine. I don't mind getting spicy every now and again, just as a reminder. And uh, if I'm all here <laughs> yeah. for reminding everybody that I can be uh, condescending and sarcastic. That's uh, in fact, my two, Best traits, uh, if you ask my wife, that's generally what I bring. To <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I mean, I wasn't complaining. I thought it was a great episode. Just being like, hey, it is what it is. I mean, people do forget that. It's like, I mean, there it's a are spicy 31 week. other teams. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's team. a spicy week. Walt, Walt was spicy yeah. this week, too. We, it's just oh, spices all around. I, well, I mean, you got it. It's Thanksgiving. You got to make sure that you get the flavors right. Uh, the, other <laughs> thing, the other thing with that is my favorite thing is, you know, when you get called out on whatever the format, you know, the app previously known as Twitter is now. Um, and I threw a, I'm like, do I respond to this one thing? Do I leave it alone? And, you know, you should never engage when you're like, oh, there's no win on this. But I did. And I really put out a, in my mind, I'm like, this is sarcasm and condescension. And I'm just asking to get into a, a back and forth. <laughs> and the person I said it to likes my response. And I'm like, okay, well then I get it. You just want it the response and you got it and we move on yeah sure. yeah pretty yeah. much yeah yeah wall was in a it was that was a very interesting conversation you open up twitter and it's like okay i wasn't expecting that on my monday bingo card of jumping jumping on this app that you just <laughs> you yeah. see all that happening but yeah, anyway, and, and, it is what it is and you know it's um things about the canes that i would truly much rather talk about uh, than <laughs> social media and that but it's weird how like 12 people can hijack a fan base because <laughs> the majority's not like it but that's just how it, it plays out so yeah i mean like you said that's what that's what happens when you have high expectations and everyone oh, yeah. expects it. especially for fans who have don't remember yeah. my, what the dark ages look like <laughs> so my, it's only, like <laughs> my only problem and look, I'm going to say enough dumb stuff. If you give me enough enough leash to go walk with, um, it's going to happen. Well, I know we but, I know we have on this podcast. We've all done on this podcast. So you happens to the best of us. I, I I just like being. Well, you said this, and then you go back. I'm like, no, I never said that. It's what you thought you heard, which does happen. But yeah, um, we're fine. And then that's where the spice comes in. And let's face yeah. it, you know who wants to be bland? Spice is so much more fun. Right. Exactly. Well, thanks for a boring uh, Thanksgiving dinner. Indeed. <laughs> for sure um so we do have some questions i know we don't have a whole lot of your time nights so we just figured we just jump right into the questions we get they get some pretty good ones uh so this one actually came from uh zl29 i think he's asked you guys some questions on the canes cast um will there be a surge cast smoking jacket for big rig if he makes a fifth appearance like the snl 5x club I'm more interested to hear how you would design said jacket. Oh, it's, well, first off, it, it has to be silk, no in-between. I mean, let's face it, we're all of the upper crust here. A nice, if you will, crest on the left lapel. I would really, really go with some kind of – now, I, I prefer the – uh, smoother fabric, so silk would be fine with me, or even satin if I have to deal with that. You know, <laughs> slum it if I must. Sorry, uh, two, different, two different colors, <laughs> but I would imagine seeing its canes like red for the smoking jacket, but like a black piping for it, uh, and a pocket in which to put the uh, 
you know, professor's pipe that I would never smoke because I'm not. Uh, ba Bailey, I hope you're. Bailey, I hope you're writing this I'm now taking because... notes. <laughs> the lucky, yeah, the lucky, not, not not the pipe, the lucky pocket square because you've got oh. you've got those. <laughs> well, I do guilty as charged. The funny thing is, I've hosted uh, the Canes Cast Radio Show. It's an hour interview program with one of the members of the Carolina Hurricanes or the front office, where you get to know them a little bit better away from the rink. Uh, I've hosted every episode of that but one for 16 years. And there was a group and uh, our engineer, his name is David Modlin. He has really set up the majority of these. And we joke that there are players who are on the, it's the five timers club uh, from Saturday Night Live. And we joke that we were going to get these robes, these jackets made up for certain players. Uh, Chad LaRose, I think still has the record. I think he was on the show eight times. Oh, wow. I I mean, know, if I know course. Chad, if I got him a smoking jacket, he definitely would wear it out to a function. So, oh, oh, hundred percent! Just invite him out to a Canes event at the arena. He'll probably wear that thing no problem because that's just how much of a beauty that. Chapel I just imagine is. him getting that jacket and then sleeping with it at night. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, 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 you you got to put his fifty nine somewhere on the collar. Oh yeah, you, you okay. got to on the back. We would label that. You know the numbers oh, and the names. But... Yeah, just just like my Commodore's robe that he had back in the day with, with his <laughs> number twenty two. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so this one's from Daniel Wagner, and I actually really like this question. I know Kat, you kind of commented on that little thread. Uh, Mike, I think you were doing a fantastic job. What do you consider the line to be between criticism and harassment when it comes to reporters doing their jobs? Primarily when fans view their question directed towards a player slash coach as stupid. All right. So this to me is always a a fine line because, you know, I've, I've walked this for a while. So the intermission interviews, you know, you used to always get, it's funny people, I joke, there are things that, that fans feel they know how to do uh, better than anybody else. And that's coach the team. Then who has coaching the team at that moment and ask questions of the players better than the people asking the questions. Now don't get me wrong. Uh, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too. I'm not pointing the finger at everybody. You're going to ask a dumb question at some point in time. And it, it's just going to happen. The, the sheer volume that comes out. Uh, the one that I hate the most is after a loss. How do you feel? What do you think? You know, what do you think? I, I always said if that was me, <laughs> I would get in so much trouble because I'd be like, oh, this is way better than winning because the expectations go through the roof when you win. So, yeah, it feels great that we lost, you know, and then would people pick up on the sarcasm. Yeah. Um, but for me, when you talk about like the harassment or the criticism, you only have so much time to ask these questions and ask it the right way. Now, there are again, when you ask and I think I know where a lot of this is coming from. Uh, the, the one question that was asked for, you know, Connor McDavid, wouldn't you rather win? For, yes, they would. Of course, they, they'd rather win. We all know that. Um, yeah. But for me it's always the time and place of the questions. Like mm -hmm. when a player is coming off of the ice and you know, this has happened and it's happened to me where you don't always get the chance to say, Hey, I want to talk to this person. Like the, the players picked a few minutes before the period's over. So if something happens in the last two minutes, say they have a giveaway or say they have a, you know, a dash uh, or something like that happens, you're going to get an angry player. And I've always loved that you should ask this question. You'll get a much more robust answer. One, you get 60 seconds. The player doesn't want to do it. They want to be in the locker room, you know, rehydrating, catching up, thinking about whatever, just getting their skates off. Yeah. Um, but you're going to ask a question, and sometimes it's going to go the wrong way. And yeah. 
you know, the list is going to be generally generic, but the, the backlash that you get, and I always say this from the social media core, but what if you're standing there? You're going to ask them this question. You know, what's the question you're going to ask them? And what do you expect the response to be? Um, so to me, I'm giving a really long answer to this because I could go on this one for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I, I really can. Because, again, there are questions. You know, I've been standing there and I've heard questions that are asked. I'm like, what in the world? Why would you ask this question? Right. Yeah. Uh, and at the same time, I've heard questions that are legit, completely fair. And the response you get to it, you're like, well, you know, there's got to be something going on to get this kind of response for it. And, um, you know, that's that's understood. But for me, it's always like the, the time and place and how do you ask it? And, you know, for people who don't have this job, I always say, well, what would it be like if after work you had to answer questions from reporters and you screwed up something from your job? You got chewed out from your boss. And now we're asking you why you screwed up. Are you going to give us a really good answer to this? And Say or are you going to say, look, it happens. It's not going to happen again. No, you're going to you're going to give answers like that. Are you going to be mad at the person for asking the question? You know, that's why right, yeah. have to be there. Um, for me, it's just always how you can frame it. But now you just get this mob mentality of you know everybody will jump on. You know that's a dumb question. You should quit your job. You're horrible at what you do. And I'm like, there's a middle ground here. We can agree that maybe the question wasn't the best, but you know it doesn't work like that. But it's for me when you are in the middle of it. And you only have X amount of time to come up with the question or phrase it the right way. Um, you're not always going to say it the way you want to. So, you know, you'd like there to be a little bit of, of give and take. But again, I get it because I hear questions and I'm like, I can't believe they just asked this. And yeah. But to me, I just kind of keep it to myself because I've been there before. And I know somebody out there said, I can't believe Mike just asked the question. So it's, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's time and place. It's more of, and it's more of like you keep getting like it seems like that's their favorite question to ask the player. Yeah. If it keeps happening, you're like maybe maybe you should. It didn't go over well last time. Maybe we should we should try something different. But yeah, the the in between like the like if you are interviewing the coach or the player, especially like yep. between periods and stuff, I'm like you only have a, a little bit of time, and most of the time, um, from my small experience working on the broadcast, you've also run these questions by other people. And they're like, yeah, that's good to go ask them. And so you get feedback and you're like, that's good. And then it comes out and other people are like, okay, maybe it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. No, it, you know, that's, that's where I'm lucky. I've never um, in my role had people say, these are the questions you should ask. I've had people tell me you need to talk to this player after a game. Uh, and, and I think I've, I don't know if I've shared it with you guys or not, but, uh, there was a game in Madison Square Garden. Canes were winning. You know, that's been just a house of horrors for Carolina over the years. And Ron Hainsey gets called. It's not a penalty, but he gets called for a penalty. And he swings his day gets some misconduct. And you know what happens from there. The Rangers are going to score. Canes lose the game going yeah. in. And I, the, the producer, and rightly so, he's like, we got to get Ron Hainsey after the game. And everybody's like, oh, oh gosh, really? And, but here's the good thing. And when the, the players get it. 99% of the time, they understand it. We come in, and Ron was ready to go, and it was awesome. <laughs> he was fantastic. But there are some guys who, you know, they make a mistake, and, you know, nobody wants to be grilled on a mistake. The other side of it, though, Kat, you bring up something, too. And there's a pattern with some reporters. There's a pattern with some hosts. There's a pattern with when they keep asking the same question because they, they want a response for that. And, I mean, let's face it. Uh, that's what a lot of things are built on. You've got to get um, 
I, I, I keep going back to, I'm old now. I can't believe how fast the time went by and I'm, I'm the old guy. And I, it used to be, if you came back with information and it was wrong, like no one would trust you ever again. Now it's, you can just put it out there and well, I'll move on to the next thing. I got that one right. Uh, based on, on what you ask, but you know, I, I think that fans are smart. Players are smart. You know, the, you know, the guys who are there who are asking a, a certain question, uh, you know, the business, it's the gotcha question. Um, for me, I've, I've never been a big fan of that at all. Uh, there are times when you, again, a game doesn't go right. You have to ask, well, what happened? <laughs> and, you know, yeah. uh, for me, if I walked off of a broadcast and I've made a mistake, and trust me, I've made my more than my fair share, you know, and somebody goes, what happened there? You're not like, well, I wanted to make a mistake. You're like, well, this is just what happened. But, you know, when the stakes are that high, it comes up to it. Again, I could answer this question all day long. <laughs> no. Yeah, and if that's, that's why I said it was a really good, when he posed it, I was like, oh, that's a really good question. Because it just, there's so many parts to it that are, especially with the spicy week we've had. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, basically, don't be, Tim, don't be Tim Peel. Don't be Tim Peel. Oh, well, Peel's coming from a, Peel's coming from a different spot. He's, Tim is coming from being a, a referee. So he's not coming from the reporter angle. He's coming from the, he's heard these questions or he's been around it. Yeah. But again, which uh, made it even spicier because you're like, Tim, did, did you have to answer these questions? I mean, I'm sure like, didn't Daniel start that off with fabulous job? I can assure you, if we scroll through his feed, he's probably said that I am the worst guy in the world calling hockey. So, you know, it's time and place, everybody. It, it um, comes to who who hasn't been called out yet. So let's ask that question. Scully, I'd like to believe nobody ever called out Vince Scully, but I'm sure there was one jackass out there that did. So oh, I'm sure. I mean, Probably. if there, yeah, and I mean, again, we talk about this talk about the the refs, the reporters, but I mean, we joke about like when we get players and players, their common answers are get the pucks in deep. Yeah. <laughs> we just gotta hustle more, start strong. Like we joke, right? Like, automated oh, response answers. at that point. Yeah, you get some automated responses, so you're like, okay, well, if we can joke about that, then we're not. We can't be too upset when the reporter's trying to get more answers from them, and the question makes sense. You're just gonna get some of the automated because the guys can't even breathe at that moment because they just stepped off the ice after 20 minutes. Well, the funny, <laughs> the funny thing is, they're they're cliches for a reason because they're true, uh, and yeah, we, we all know they're coming, but. What I've found interesting the last few years in reporting is when you get an honest answer, that's the thing that gets the player torn to shreds. And you're like, no, you wanted an honest answer and they gave one. And this is the thing that people are overreacting to. And so that's why you get, you know, I call it Joe Sackick was wonderful in his career. He never said a thing and he gave a million interviews. And like same thing with Derek Jeter. There are certain athletes that you can point to where I could tell you no matter what the question is, this is how they're going to answer it. And uh, that's that's why they do it, because it's now not worth the, the backlash for, you know, giving the the honest answer to it, because yeah. you're almost damned if you do, damned if you don't in that situation. So you give the hey, you know, it's a 60 minute game. You know, we other team tries hard. You know, we got to give a 60 minute effort, you know, get pucks in deep, you know, turn the D. You know, yeah, are in the neutral zone, like anything that you hear. But because it's I don't want to say it's safe, but they're, they're not incorrect to say those things. That's why. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah well, because like, you, we... you saw it happen with Jordan Stahl. The captain said now everyone's bought in and uh, everyone, and you got a million questions of, OK, who's not bought in? It's like. Well, for a while, saying? everyone was asking for him to say something. So we finally say something. And it, it wasn't a lot. But no. I mean, it's more. 
like you know marty was gonna say a whole bunch like he was yeah. he's the, definitely was the more animated one and you're like okay and when saul finally said something you're like okay i'm even more want to know what this isn't the run-of-the-mill response from saul uh i love that jarvie isn't quite on the automated responses yet because you never know what's <laughs> gonna come out and it's just it's great because you get like he's like yeah i guess so and it like can just go on and you're just like we don't know where we're gonna go but it's gonna be fun whatever answer we get <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so great. Yeah, when he gets asked a question, it's generally, all right, buckle up, because we're going to go for a ride. Oh, 100%. 100%. I feel like he's kind of like, for any of our listeners or people that watch like the Spider-Man movies, MCU, any of that, anytime people would ask Tom Holland about the movie, like they're very secretive about all their movies. He was the spoiled one, because they'd ask him something, and he'd get so excited and say something, everyone was like, oh. Compose yourself. Don't say it. And I feel like that's Jarvis a little bit where everyone's like, yeah, you're right. But like, just be careful. <laughs> but then all the fans are like, no, we want more. At that, that point, what is media training? Saul Benedict Cumberbatch is Dr. Strange. And uh, yeah. Sebastian Ajo is uh, Robert Downey Jr., a.k.a. Tony Stark. <laughs> you can flip them around if you want it work. I mean, I love that, it. That, that fits perfectly well. So that is... Just have yeah. Burns go to all of Jarvis's interviews. You'll be good. You'll have to, like, <laughs> the over his shoulder. So sir? anytime Jarvis says something, he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> and he's just like, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, so speaking of interviewing players that you mentioned about, uh, this is from Little Peachy5287, you know, like Little Yachty, you know, it's going to be little. Oh, my God. Stuff like that. Like, you know. You know. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Can't uh, wait for the album to drop. <laughs> it's gonna be a banger uh is there a current Kane's player that you hope or would like to interview for Kane's corner and then p.s i'm hoping for a joint svetch pk peter kachekov uh interview i don't know i don't know if piotr is ready for that stage yet um andre has done it uh he's done it by himself he's done it uh with marty natius so uh that's They've been great to talk to. Um, I mean, Seth Jarvis, we already hit it. Uh, last year, he came on, and because he is just going to answer the question. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm going to answer it his way. So I'm looking for round two, looking forward to that, if Seth Jarvis is uh, on the rotation this year for uh, Kane's Corner, or maybe we'll get him on a Kane's cast to, to talk about that. But uh, of, the, of the current roster right now, like going around, Brett Pesci, I would love uh, – Brett to do it for uh, just the, the sake of talking to him about his family. <laughs> I mean, um, Brian is coming down, so maybe he, he, maybe he's coming this weekend. So it's going to be an interesting Thanksgiving with Papa Pesh. I, 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 I would even say get Seth Jarvis and KK together. That would be an oh absolute right. I'm just going to say that, today, or or if you get Pesh, you got to oh, get man. Shay with him. You got to get because oh, we. We've seen their little lie tester, and they're hilarious together. Oh, so, <laughs> you know, yes, Barry Kotkaniemi, sneaky good sense of humor. So I would oh, be, I would be all right with him being out there, and he speaks you know, English better than I do. So I, I guess that. I guess, too. <laughs> I guess the sense of hidden sense of humor after that one Aho interview where KK's just coming behind the ice and he's just his little smirk. <laughs> No, that that was such, such a great gift. Yeah. So that was such a great one. Oh, like, I would love to see if we ever get to because everyone talks about Tavo having like this sneaky good sense of humor, but you'll never see it outside of like 
anything out of the locker room. I just wish once we just get tables. You just want to see, especially of that video when they're going around talking um, about what was it? I don't know. He made fun of KK though. Like it was going around and everyone was like trying to think of things they were thankful for. I don't know if it was thankful. It was something. And they went around and he had his answer like queued up. Like KK had said something very funny. And but then it just went to turbo, and you're like thinking, I don't know what kind of answer I'm gonna get. And he immediately just roasted KK. And it was like, this man is ready. He is prepared. He doesn't have a lot to say, but when he says it, it's gonna be a zinger. <laughs> I, I don't want to say that there's a lot of fin on fin crime in the uh, Carolina Hurricanes locker room. Oh, but but when is. it does occur, it's usually Aho, Terravine, and Ronta on yes Barry. so just oh. really, it's not going the other way that's great. oh man that is <laughs> but is it but is it because of something that him and jarvis have done to start it or is it just you know what? you is, would have to say where i don't I'm, feel like they're innocent okay. <laughs> this is where my old reporter instincts take over and like again that, that question i could still be answering like when you work for a team the questions you ask are different than if you work for like the athletic or if you work for the hockey news or whatever. Yeah. Um, I know that you can say and should say they shouldn't be. It's how you frame them are, are different, not how you, you know, you need to ask a question, but it's how you frame it. Um, in yeah. this case, when you're in the room and you get the secret, you can't let it out because you want to be entitled to more secrets. And yeah. if I tell you what happened, or if I think I know what happened, <laughs> it out, then I'll never get any more of these stories. So I'm just going to leave it alone. Do you know? I don't know if this one is a secret, but we did have the interview, I think, with Jarvis recently. And he had said someone goofy behind the camera or whoever was interviewing him. Do you know who the person was that he was referring to? Most people are thinking it's either Nagus or KK, but we're not. We haven't figured out who he's referring to. But it, I guess for Jarvis, it could be a number of people. I I do not know. <laughs> That's the secret. Okay. Okay. AKA, okay. <laughs> I, I ain't telling. AKA, <laughs> I do not know. Um, all right. This, is, this one's from Sam Wallace. Uh, what has been your favorite game to call for the Hurricanes? Oh, the outdoor game. I mean, that was ridiculous. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's, it's funny because I had this question. Um, the other day and uh, for me it was the Jordan Stahl overtime winner against Nashville oh, in the, yeah. the COVID year where if you remember year starts off nobody's allowed in the building um, you've got the the weird you're gonna play the same team like two games in a row and then you get this game and you get to the postseason and you know I don't know if any of you were at PNC for any of the playoff games that year but like the crowds went from 10,000 to 15 to like that playoff game, it was a full building. And that was the first time in a long time that everything kind of felt normal. You know, there was a yeah. bunch of people in the building. It was a great game. You know, the series was really good. And Stahl, you know, scores the goal where he bats it out of air and, you know, wins and the noise in that building. And it was for me, that's one of those games because everything that had gone on and everything that we had been going through, uh, this is going to sound real cheesy and really deep and I'm trying not to, but you know, as the world, you wanted, you wanted things to feel normal again. Yeah. And that was a, you know, for me, this is what it's supposed to be like. This is what it feels like. This is why we love sports and everybody came together for that moment. So that's one that will always stand out. 
in, in my mind, like for broadcasting a game, because that was really one of the first games that I had live with a full crowd uh, calling the game. So uh, it's special for, for a lot of those reasons for me. And again, I don't want to, I don't want to be like cheesy about it, but um, that's just the, the one that stands out. And there've been a lot of, of great games that I've been uh, privy to call and, and a pleasure to call the outdoor game though. I've never been a part of anything like that. And, and just the sheer magnitude of it was amazing. Oh, yeah. it's 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 an automatic at this point. Yeah, it's like just, it, it's the yeah. there are few few times in life you look around at something that you're doing or you're part of, and you're like, this is this is really cool. Oh yeah, no, no. That, that, that's how, that's how it was for all of us, you know, especially you know for all of us. That's how it was because like you would never think, okay, I'm in Car Finley watching the Hurricanes in an outdoor game. Like you never thought that ten years ago yep. that you would see something like that, and then you're like, okay. I can get used to this if we get more of these. Yeah, it's just. Now, one of the things I will ask is I know like being in an ice arena, like the the environment and the noise and the it, like it really adds to the effect and the energy that you get as as you're calling games too. I heard from a few people that uh, the press box up in uh over at the stadium is closed off. So you get, it's not as... Wasn't it Walt? Walt said it yeah, was kind Walt, of... Walt like, said it was really said, yeah. quiet and soundproof. <laughs> was oh, that yeah. the same for you guys? No, we were right up against the glass. Okay. We were right on the blue line opposite of the Canes bench. So we had the whole experience. Okay. Like the, the players wow. walked by us to get to the... And it's great because the NHL people were like... You know, I'm 6'3", Trip is not. Statistician Lee Taft down there, he's also not 6'3", although he's the stunt double for Coach Beard from uh, Ted Lasso. I like to joke oh with him. Nice. Yeah, he's got our audio engineer with us. And the NHL was like, because they're filming this, and we're right behind him. And they're like, get down, get down, get down. So we got to like, I'm like this. And I think there's one like, See the top of my head oh. over, uh, I think it's Calvin DeHaan's shoulder. So are you telling us they told you to get down, but they didn't tell they didn't tell Trip and the other guy to no, get no, down? No, no, they told they told all of us. It was the royal we, but uh, one of us we in the spot. Oh my god! But yeah, no, we were out oh. there, but no, the the booth at Carter Finley, it is, it's it's enclosed, so. Unless yeah. you're at the, the broadcast uh, positions above them where you can slide open the window a little bit. But where he was and where the assembled press was, no, you they didn't get the same noise level that you got if you were. They were, were alone that. with their thoughts. That's brutal. <laughs> that's brutal. Especially for an Concerning event like that. Like, hockey no. game. <laughs> yeah, no. that's, yeah, that's just absolutely brutal. So I do have to ask well, you I was this. like, I have to get out of here. I need sound. <laughs> Basically. So I will ask you this. So I know, you're, you know you've called all the games that you have so far and stuff like that. So I, for people who might not know, so, you know, after round one, it all goes to, like, the national, and you guys are mainly just stuck on radio. So when, not if, when the Hurricanes make a Stanley Cup final, I'm assuming it's the same thing where you guys are going to be doing the radio side of things and doing those calls. Like, yeah. what would that what would that be like for you, being able to eventually, very, very soon, because I'm still, I'm still saying the Hurricanes are going to make the Cup final this year. What's that? What do you think is it going to be like that for you, doing – just everything you've been through with the franchise so far to finally get to your calling a Stanley Cup final at PNC with, you know, the, how the crowd is in the playoffs. No, I mean, the, the conference final alone is, you know, last year was crazy. Right. Uh, yeah. And it'll be, you know, multiply that times 
a thousand at least. So oh, yeah. yeah, I think, but you know, that's the dream of anybody who does play by play uh, that you call a championship. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say, I don't allow myself to think about it or, or dream about it. It's what, what everybody does, but um, I'm going to do the, uh, the coach speak right now. Let's just take it one game at a time. On Edmonton on Wednesday, and then, uh, but no, it, it's it, that that for me. If if and when it happens, and I'm I'm with you, Zach. It's it's more of a when, not the if it happens for for the Canes. Um, that I will for that first moment before the puck drops, and uh, hopefully the Canes have home ice for it. I'd love it for for game one to be at PNC, but wherever. That's that's a moment that I will take in. You know, you take that deep breath before you jump off the diving board moment and um, looking forward to it because I don't think anybody who tells you, Oh, it's just another game where you have, no, there that's not, and (laughs) and, and it shouldn't be, it it really shouldn't be. So uh, I I hope you're right. I hope that uh, I get to experience this and then check back with me in about what I'm doing the math right now, seven months. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll let you know what it was like. All right. So, Two weeks after the cup final when the Hurricanes do one, and we'll make sure to get you back on and do it. So I'll, I'll mark it on the calendar. Um, so two more You'll questions. have one more award nomination after that. So <laughs> Billy's putting it out there. Right, so, uh, so two more quick questions, because I know we're getting kind of close to time. Uh, this one's from Eric. Uh, to the cast and Mike, how important is a passionate fan base to the continued success of the team? And he also adds, keep up the excellent work, y'all. Well, you guys, you guys, I think can answer this. I mean, I, I, I don't think that there is a team in pro sports that draws off of their crowd the way that the Hurricanes do, um, and and it's to the positive. Now, I think that there are teams where where it's going bad, it it impacts them. Uh, Toronto, Philly, um, and you can take a pick on on which teams you want to. Toronto, clearly, the Leafs more than than anything else. But you know, Philly, the crowd has an impact of, you know, being negative and there's a lot to it. I think New York, you get a, a little bit of juice out of it, you know, especially in uh, playoff time. You, you see that and just because Absolutely. the building's because it's New York and it's going to be magnified more than what it should be. But uh, I honestly think that you, you have to have it. I, I think the worst thing that you can have out of a fan base is apathy. And yeah. if you go back and, and that's why, you know, you were joking about me being spicy earlier. That's why going back, you know, nine years ago, it there was it was apathy. It was oh, the Canes are playing tonight. That's great. I didn't know that you know that was going on. And now it's it's great. The 180 is great, but also you got to be like, remember what it used to be like. Uh, but you have you you have to have a passionate fan base because for players, you know, they want to play in front of a crowd that's going to cheer for them. They want to play in front of a crowd that gets excited when good plays happen. They don't want to sit in a place that's quiet. Uh, it's, it's funny. That's one of the things that I think is wrong with Toronto. It's a quiet building because it's a corporate building. And the fans yeah. are sitting there going, we know what you're doing. Why aren't you doing it? Um, we're here. Uh, Montreal is, a, is an exception because they they love the Habs and good hockey. and They'll go nuts on a rush. Which yeah. is you see, and you see that. You know, when a penalty kill, a big kill happens at PNC and you hear that whoever comes out of the box and you hear the roar of the crowd like that fires up the team. It really. Oh, yeah. um, so to answer that question, you, you have to have it. I mean, it's it's for me, it's it's a real important part. And 
I think it's such a huge advantage for a team like the Canes because you guys have heard it being fans of the Canes. Oh, well, you know, you and your eight fans. Well, that's not the case. We all know that. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, no, right, exactly. So, so that's why. That's why. Give me, give me, give me passion. Give me, I will, I will get spicy over some things, but give me that passion over apathy any day of the week. Period. No, 100%. percent we are talking about the PK real quick. I mean, I think the last time I checked, they are now 17th. 17th or 18th in the penalty kill. Now. Slowly but surely. <laughs> they are at 79. I think they've killed 24 of their last 26. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think they're now 79.3, I think, is the last time I had checked. So they're right almost at 80%, and the power play is 8th. So you, you guys talked about Kanecast, get you, get you top 10. It's top 10. So, I mean, and the PK is yeah. getting closer to 15. So, you get top 15 PK and the top eight power play. I don't see anything wrong with that. So. Well, it's, it's the uh, the math, and you guys can dive into the analytics much, much deeper than I can. But uh, one of the one <laughs> that's of the all Zach. <laughs> that's all Zach. I didn't know when he went to 79.36 repeating naturally. Uh, for <laughs> um, but well, you what happened was <laughs> one of but one of the things that teams do is when you add the power play and the penalty kill, if it adds to 100 or better, you're doing well. Now, I mean, you don't want a 70% penalty kill and a 30% power play. It'd be great for the power play, but. Like if you can be 80-20, I mean you're you're doing you're doing it right. So and that's oh, where the games are gonna get to. And the, the PK was gonna sort itself out. I know that oh, there yeah, was a lot of whatever. I, I just think that early on in the year they call a ton brave. of penalties. Brave. Yeah. <laughs> they call a ton of penalties. You're gonna have some new guys adjusting the systems, or you know, there's no secrets anymore. So everybody's looking at the Canes have had a great penalty kill. So how do you attack that? And they found things. And then the Canes have to go back, and Tim Gleason and Rod and Jade, you know, JD, uh, they have to go. Jeff Daniels, they have to go and look and say, "All right, so now how do we counter <laughs> the counter to what we've done?" And I think that little changes, little tweaks here, and some of them are subtle stuff. Like you wouldn't Good. watching the the play, you wouldn't notice it. You know, moving a guy a foot one way or the other, or you know, to chase or not to chase, um, and then that's what they've done. So, and then again, that's why this team for you know the last six years is built to this point where they're one of the best in the league no 100 percent for sure and it's just like you said it just keeps getting better and it's just it's just working on it and figuring stuff out and it seems like it has like you said so just everyone just take a breath it's okay <laughs> it, we're only 17 games in an a2 game season we have a long way to go it's 82. a long run it's so I'm many a, games <laughs> i'm a vikings fan uh for football so it absolutely um crushes my soul to quote Aaron Rodgers. Uh, <laughs> oh. But everybody relax. I, I mean up, had his R E L A X relax. Just, I mean uh, I mean what's I actually talked about this today um and because we've got our, our podcast coming up too mm-hmm. and for me it's if you get to Christmas and it doesn't look right. All right now you need to be worried because the runway is you're running out of it. But yeah. Um, you know, 17 games in a season, just yeah, and it, it hasn't they're it 10 hasn't, and seven, they're 10 yeah. and seven. <laughs> um, it hasn't looked the way that everybody's expected, but I also don't think it's as bad as some of the some of the results have looked. I mean, you could be Edmonton, who's 5 11 and 1, if you really want to talk about how just bad hockey. Absolutely. So, I mean, you, <laughs> I mean, there is that, it could be worse, could be the worst. <laughs> 
Just keep best that players in, in the world, and they're struggling to find a way to win. So again. it's all about it's all about death scoring and not putting your eggs into two players and hoping for the best and just yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but by the way, I got a trade proposal for him. I don't think we, you know, just plow everyone. I don't think we would get anyone the caliber from the Edmonton Oilers from that would be McDavid or Dry, unless we offered. Jacob Slavin somewhere in that, and there's no way that's ever I, happening. If you're trading with the if you're trading with the Oilers, you're probably looking at the tier of like a Ryan Nugent Hopkins and a, like a Zach Hyman, which are still really good players. So they're they're not just a couple of pylons and in a bag of hockey pucks. We're doing this. <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying, I if you really want to go there, at any moment I can be like, I gotta go. Thanks, you guys have fun with this. <laughs> <laughs> you, you brought it up, Mike. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So last making trades, though. He's That's like, I'm certain. He's like causing chaos. I'm out. <laughs> um, it's it's like our King right Cast up. Fantasy League where. There might be trades, but you know, hey, I, oh, hey, I'm okay. still rock. I'm still rocking a really good second in our division, Mike. I am right behind you guys. So just yeah. look in the rearview mirror. <laughs> I'm right that's, there. No, that's fine. Yeah, that's it's exactly where you should be. I'm, I'm doing that right now. Um, Ooh. Let's, let's take a look. Yeah, uh, you, you setting your you're setting your lineups for the you know the day where there's no hockey. <laughs> yeah, that that really bothered me this morning. So, oh, and oh, Mike. Also on Thursday, no games. Just so you know, in case you didn't know, throw me off. Uh, no one plays yeah, baseball. Are. Well, you're only four games behind us, Zach. You know, barely yeah. above 500. But you know that's good. It's good for you. <laughs> I love it. I love I, that. I did, I did lose to you guys. I did lose to you guys, though. So I mean, I will. I will admit. Our first matchup was not ideal for me, but what can oh. you do? I um, do love that they all the all the American teams are like, we want to play um, at home for Thanksgiving, if possible. And they were like, so sorry to all the Canada teams. And then, of course, the Canada teams can't play each other on Thanksgiving. That just wouldn't work, apparently. No, I mean, it could. <laughs> Although the Canadian teams want to play for Canadian Thanksgiving, which in Canada they just call it Thanksgiving too. Uh, nine, <laughs> nine, four, and two, Zach, huh? I don't it know what the statistical. I don't know what the statistical deep dive is on that, but uh, uh, let's see. Uh, it was not a good week for me. I'll give you guys credit and very oh analytical God. answer. Wow, there's still there is the only thing that saved you. Okay. Essentially, yes, because thankfully I got some really good cold turns, but the, the roster has gotten better since then, and there's still a long runway of a season to go, and I'm in second place in our division. So Wait, there is that. Mike, I'm telling you. weren't freaking out? No, no. <laughs> no, Sugar Boo's uh, Sugar Shop is good. We're good. We're, we're doing all right. Uh, okay. I'm, so, I'm, I don't know about you, Mike, but all I'm hearing is a bunch of excuses. That's, you know, that's kind of what I'm but I, I, I just I handle the draft and then I, I uh, handle the contracts and then Shane is the day to day operations once the season gets going. So very nice. Yeah, that's very fair. Okay, so last question before you go because we are going to put this out the day before Thanksgiving and this was is from Moose uh, Bailey. I don't, I don't know where you're getting hot takes from, but I love to see what yours is. What is the best Thanksgiving side dish? All right, I don't I don't care what you call it. <laughs> Uh, so 
Kat, you go first. <laughs> mashed, potato- mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes all the time. High on the list. If I had a top 25 ranking, they are definitely in the top five. But, but what's, your number, what's your number one, though? Zach, what's your number one? <laughs> oh, you got to do it to me like this. Ugh. I could eat mashed potatoes for the rest of my life. That's my number one go-to food See, anyway. Th- that's yes. why the reason the reason why I don't have mashed potatoes higher is you, you can have mashed potatoes any day of the week. Like you right. really- so yours is specifically Thanksgiving. Oh, mine is okay, okay. specifically. Yes. To, and I actually answered the Hurricanes account with this exact answer. Homemade stuffing. Okay, you're welcome, Zach. Best. I helped narrow down your answer just then. You're welcome. <laughs> it wasn't that hard. I mean, it was my, it was gonna be my answer regardless. Because yeah, and you know, stuffing I, is legit. Yeah, I mean, stuffing or dressing, whatever you call it, it's the same thing. It's yeah. stuffing. It's it's without a doubt, it's the the glue guy of the team on Thanksgiving. You can put everything in it if you want to. Like, I mean, I uh, I don't. There are people who can like they put everything all together and eat it like that, and that's fine. I don't, I can't do the, I don't do the separate thing, but like I will do a piece of turkey with stuffing and there's nothing better than that bite on Thanksgiving, period. Add a little gravy on top of that. Oh yeah. You so, well, so we, we do, we do turkey at my sister-in-law's, but our, that's like our kind of like our side main dish. Our actual main, main dish that we go with is a prime rib. So that's kind of how we do it. Cause we're not that's, a lot, we're not turkey people, but that's Christmas. Christmas is prime rib for me. So. Christmas I mean, is ham for us. Same. Easter was ham. All right, all right, Billy. Um, what's your what's your hot take? Because you got a hot take. take. <laughs> yeah, what's your so hot take? Billy? Maybe maybe it's just the people around me making me feel like. Oh my gosh, she's gonna say cranberry sauce. I'm not gonna say cranberry sauce. That's what Catfish's answer would be. Oh. <laughs> I am very. <laughs> Mike looks disgusted. <laughs> that, that's like, that's like saying that's like saying fruitcake is your favorite like Ugh. Christmas treat. Gross. I'm just picturing it coming out of the can and like yeah, staying that, in shape and jiggly. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, when I think of when I think of cranberry sauce, I think of that. That's just no. Oh yeah, it's got the ridges and it's just jiggling yeah, there. Yeah. No, I'm good. Yeah. My if favorite I Jello, dish. I get Jello. Is green bean casserole. See, I was going to say that's a good option. Like green bean casserole. Yeah, it's that's, awesome. a, that's, that's a great yeah. option. Especially okay. if you had bacon. Because cool. I've bacon had multiple it? people come at me for this take. Oh, which no, is good. That's a great take. That's probably my second. That's probably my same, yeah. Second. That's that's yeah, in my top three. Yeah. So, so I have the I guess my I say mashed potatoes first of all. That's my favorite food. But my Thanksgivings have always been um, healthier than most Thanksgivings. Um, our gravy is the just the juice from the turkey that my mom cooks. That's typically what our gravy is. We don't typically have stuffing unless I insist that we get it. Uh, and our, we don't, we have green beans. We don't really have green bean casserole. We've just always had healthier Thanksgiving. So like my Thanksgiving food, I guess is more normal food. So that's why it takes a second for you to transition the, uh, to them. I'm about to, uh, I'm Thanksgiving about to watch Freely's head explode. Oh. So my <laughs> wife, um, she makes green bean casserole. She's not doing it this year. Uh, so I'm kind of mad. I was sort of lobbying for it. Okay. Um, she makes like, she doesn't do the. Campbell's cream of mushroom soup with it and that like mm-hmm. it's she does like the real deal and makes her own cream of mushroom soup. Oh. Yeah. 
You know what Ooh. I mean? And we're not doing like the white sliced mushrooms. Like she goes out and gets like the baby portobellos and slices it by oh, hand. Oh wow! She, she got, oh she's going bougie with it. Five this shallot. Cool. Oh, it's a bougie one. So yeah. Ooh, there <laughs> we go. With it, so. Oh, oh okay. There you go. Yeah, because creamy casserole is absolutely amazing. Because I know, I know, like the last couple of years, they've we've added bacon to it and stuff like that, or you can just go like the straight normal kind. But gravy casserole is such a fantastic option. It's one of those that's dishes that's I will two. It's that all good. but it's throw legit. a fit if it's not on the table for Thanksgiving. Uh, um, so the one, the one time we didn't have it, I will oh, say. Gosh. So my my uh, family's of Greek descent, and we sometimes do like a Greek themed Thanksgiving. We do like pastizzo and get grape leaves and feta and do, do the whole like spread with oh, it. Oh, feta! Great. She she everything's <laughs> a feta. I've been, part. I've been hanging around my grandfather too much, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, that's the one Thanksgiving I think we didn't have green bean casserole, and I was like, you know, there, there's way too much food out here anyway. I think I'm okay. <laughs> but I don't know. Oh my goodness. Oh. All right. Well, Mike, thank you so much. I know we actually ran over a good bit more than we wanted to pre. Hopefully you to we have. didn't run into anything you had no, planned. I, uh, I, I got uh, I got good news. So it's uh, it's well, good. That's, that's good. Awesome. Fantastic. I have one last question for Mike before he leaves. Sure. Did you get a did you get a chance? I might be putting you on the spot here. Did you get a chance to listen to a, our interview with uh Marty Man, did you have any feedback on it? No, I have not gotten the opportunity to, but I will. Oh. Sure. I just want your thoughts. It was such a pleasure having him on. And I know you were you were just singing his praises and they were all true. So we were so excited when I will I will say I will say this, Mike. Just wait till the very end before he leaves. You will <laughs> you will enjoy that part because there was some roasting involved, and that's all oh. I'm gonna say. I would, I would firmly expect that. So, did I? Uh, did I? I think I can do this now. Did I uh, tell you the we swapped scars story? Absolutely. Um, so, when uh, I was going through my uh, my medical thing a couple of years ago, and you know, I'm in the, I'm sitting in Rex, and uh, I didn't want anybody to come up and see me. I couldn't do anything. You know, I'm just stuck in a in a hospital bed, and um, I get this call from the front desk and they're like, you're getting a, a visitors coming up. And I'm like, no, I don't want any visitors. And they said, no, they insisted that they're coming up and we couldn't stop them. I'm like, okay, well. <laughs> and, okay then. <laughs> and now mind you, I'm on, you know, good stuff to make sure that I'm not uh, in physical pain. Yeah. Yeah. And I look over yeah. and in my doorway is Jordan Martin. And Jordan had a little bit of a medical procedure to repair something. And I'm sitting there and my my wife's in the room and I'm like, well, this is a fine way for her to meet Jordan, but here we are. Uh, <laughs> talking and he's like, you know, how are you doing? How are you feeling? And I'm like, I don't know. I, go, I don't feel, I've, I've felt better. And he goes, you want to, you want to compare scars? And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so like he lifts up his t-shirt and it's like, you know, I want to know why they shaved off half the sweater he was wearing underneath it. Um, <laughs> He's got like a he's got like a sizable scar, like you know, like two inches. And then I'm tapled up. I look like Frankenstein, uh, and I'm like, all right. So I go and I get oh, about halfway to the scar that I have, and it's not fully. And he goes, "You win." And I went, "I didn't want to win." The uh, I remember but it was the best thing, and it goes to tell you what a great human being he is because he went there too. You know, it's it's one of his first years with the team, and he just wanted to make sure that I was okay. And uh, he is he's the best. He's a class act uh, all the way through. Um, 
a lot of good stories about about uh, Jordan Martinuk. Great guy, loves his kids. Uh, as oh, he yeah. gives the uh, the sign off on every interview he does, <laughs> as you know. But uh, yeah, he can roast me anytime. He's got he's got the cachet to do it. But I got some stories in my back pocket if I need to. So uh, I'm only one of like I fought a bear. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we're gonna bring you on more often to give more great stories, Mike. But as, as I always, I haven't, I, you know what? That actually might be the first time I've shared that one publicly. So. <laughs> Well, hey, we yeah, well, we appreciate you telling us, but Mike, as always, thank you so much for coming on. And um, is there anything you want to plug before you go? I know you got a lot of stuff going on. As uh, yeah, no, I at this point, I'm just happy I could remember my name, and I hope I answered this question correctly. <laughs> uh, uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. We will uh, see you down the road. And the next time I'll either answer Morley Safer or Mike Wallace when I'm on the search cast. So cool. <laughs> Thanks, right. Mike. Appreciate Have it. a happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving happy Mike Thanksgiving, and family. All right. Big thank you to Mike for jumping on with us tonight. That was a lot of fun. Uh, before we get into talking about more specific about the last couple of games for the Hurricanes, going over some quick stats and doing a small bit of a preview for the Oilers game when everyone hears this on Wednesday. Um, we got to talk about some amazing sponsors. The first one we have to talk about is DraftKings. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. If you're looking to play some any uh, bets tomorrow, which is actually tonight on Wednesday, the Carolina Hurricanes are actually at a minus 142 on the money line or puck line. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers are 120. The Hurricanes are actually favored by minus 1.5 for a plus 164. Oilers are plus 1.5 and they're a minus 198. The over under is actually at set at 60 uh, at six and a half, with the Hurricanes being a plus 100 for the under for 6.5, while the Edmonton Oilers are a minus 20, uh, minus 120 for over six and a half. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets. For betting just $5 on hockey, that's code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, Help is available for a problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boo Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling responsible gaming resources. NHL and NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. Now, for our next amazing sponsor that we have, we have to go to the OG, the previous, even before episode one to now episode 101. Bailey, we got to talk about Primax Hockey. My pride and joy. 
for ad reads. Thank you so much. Um, do you like hockey? Are you interested in getting into hockey? If you're listening to this podcast, I really, really hope you do. Because boy, do I have a deal <laughs> for you. Head on over to primalxhockey.com. Uh, they've got a bunch of different uh, gear all across from what, or if it applies to playing hockey and if, if it applies to, you know, repping the company, they've got it for you as or on the lines of merch, gear, laces, pucks, balls, anything your heart desires regarding the game of hockey. They likely have it. Head on over to primoxhockey.com. If you're interested in some, you know, Black Friday shopping, maybe uh, put some things in your cart. Use code SurgeCast at checkout for 20% off your order. That's right. Sebastian Ajo discount. But, you know, if uh, online shopping is not really your thing, they do have a warehouse in Raleigh. They are Raleigh-born, Raleigh-bred company. Head on over to their warehouse at 1401 Diggs Drive. They're open Monday through Saturday. Get some gear over there. And hey. Let them know that we sent you. Uh, one of the perks of going to see them in person, they do have $5 skate sharpenings over there. Uh, but again, if wherever you decide to do your shopping, whether that's in person, online, they're a great group of guys over there. Again, at Primo X Hockey. Go get your gear. And also, real quick about Primo X Hockey, they actually got some very special hours um, this week for Black Friday. So... Uh, so if you on shop Black in person, yes, yes. So Black Friday is 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. and then Small Business Saturday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. So if you are looking to get some deals in house this weekend, make sure you go check them out on Friday between 9 and 6 and Saturday, 10 to 5 for Small Business Saturdays. So let the when even you go in the store, let them know that we sent you here from the search cast because why not? Why not? Why not? And yeah. our and our final sponsor that we got to talk about, we got Raycon back once again. And uh, Kat, I think you mentioned to us earlier today you found some really cool deals that you kind of saw on there. Yeah. Anyone tell um, you everyone else about it? Yeah. Have you guys done your Christmas shopping yet? Have you finished it? Have you I have. No, I have not even started. I've started. Yet. I really need to. I really I've need to. Started, <laughs> have, you, have you started putting up Christmas decorations? Yes. Yes. I have yes. Okay. Never okay. too early to so, start decorating for Christmas. Oh, it's, yeah. not at all, because there's some <laughs> lights already across the street from me, and I have to close my shades a little bit more at night because Christmas it, it, is just be right bright. around the corner. Full it's, swing, it's, baby. It's knocking on my door at night, and I'm like, oh, look, Christmas right around the corner. And we might already be a little decked out. We have our Christmas shopping kind of done, and we've got our decorations up. But some people might think it's a little too early, but it's never too early to start the holiday shopping, unlike the decorations. And as we said, we started ours, but not quite done. And hey, Black Friday deals, I'm not going to say no to those. Um, so why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make a shopping a total nightmare, especially when you can get the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. Um Meaning, you know, we've got a couple of days going still. Um, but you can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on right now. Um, so you've heard us talk about them. Again, I'm in search of some in-the-ear headphones. I've got over-the-ear for our podcast, but it's just so nice to be able to film TikToks, go um, to the gym. I mean, these are nice, but they get really sweaty. Um, and just in general, commute and look like you're – not ignoring someone, but you definitely have headphones in. I don't want to talk to you. Um, so 
Go check out the Raycon website, though, because even Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds, known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life. I mean, I don't even like to have to charge my phone halfway through the day, so knowing that my headphones are always going to be charged, it's kind of nice. Um, and a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. I'm not going to lie, this is... I don't like certain headphones because they don't fit my ear and they start to hurt after a while. So that is also a feature that is a high selling point for me. Um, this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of the Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Um, they just keep going at it, man. Uh, their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100-watt power delivery. Like I said, I don't like to have to charge my phone that often, but you get home from work. Like, man, I really got to go to that Canes game and take pictures with my friends or, hey, like, take a video of the Canes surging at the end. But my battery is dying on my phone and I don't have time to charge it. Maybe I have 10 minutes. A device like, or a power cord like this will be set, ready to go for the game. They also have their faucet filter, ultra filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have ensuring the water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth, you know, actually clean. I... You, I can tell the difference in water. I, I don't know about you guys. I definitely can. I don't like, I know some people can get a cup and they can go to their sink in their bathroom at night and get some water and take a sip of it. I think that's disgusting. So I go do my filtered water. Um, so I, this is also really interesting. I mean, make sure that water is clean, 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 especially for the holidays. And with like the harsh winter, your face is going to dry out. It's going to be a lot more harsh chemicals on your face with the water as well while you're washing it. So Get that clean water. Moisturize that face. Take care of yourself this Christmas with some Raycon goodies um, for other people and for yourself. Um, so, yeah, Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering a 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buyraycon.com slash THBN to get that 20 to 50% off site wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THBN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THBN. Go finish that Christmas shopping, man. It feels so good to be done at the beginning of December. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, definitely for sure. Big thank you to all of our amazing sponsors. That helped us here at the Surgecast because, you know, we got amazing audiences. We also get to have amazing, pot, uh, you know, sponsors to continue what we're doing here. To hit. Also, those sponsors might fund some of those jackets when Mike comes on. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. I, honestly, though, it's just, I still can't believe we're at over 100. Like, this is episode 101 of the next 100 episodes we're going to do. So now, now the goal is 200 for us so all right so we are going to do a quick recap of the last two games one of them very quick recap uh the flyers game <laughs> that was <laughs> we're, we're gonna fly over this one really quickly ha <laughs> ha ha uh <laughs> there was no, there was no brotherly love in this game i can tell you that much it was absolutely it's one of those things, man. Early goals in the first period, l- late goal in the first as well. Than that, twenty nine seconds into the second period, it was those those three goals, really early and really late, 
kind of did the Hurricanes in, and it is what it is. Yeah, you know what? Congrats to Steph Nason. Point number one hundred for his career. That Absolutely. was kind of. There, there was an alligator in the arena. I don't know if anybody saw that. I was in the arena and I didn't see that. What? You're, no, you're, no, you're, 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 oh, I'm talking about the previous Philly game. That alligator was not there. Sorry, just kidding. Did we? Wait, I don't remember. Did we win that game against Philly? Yes. Yes. So the alligator was already yeah because there were because there. there were people I'm, sitting because there were people sitting in front of us um, and one was a Phillies fan. I gave her a little bit of credit because it was Ghost jersey that she was wearing. So I was like, mm, at least the name. Uh, yeah. But she was like, yeah, we're one and one. You beat us there. We beat you here. Like it was that was the whole thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, that game was stressful. That game was chaotic. It just never seemed to really flow in our direction. Our passes were off. We were off. That was the most nascent of goals, though, is that he's going to, again, as Brendan Moore talks about, he's just going to give you the most consistent effort every night. And it came to fruition. Like, he got what the goal he needed. And uh, you thought it was going to jumpstart us a little bit. But, uh, yeah, there wasn't a – the whole team did not play well. Um, I feel bad for I feel some, bad for Piotr. Some I feel, played I feel bad for him. worse than others. <laughs> I feel – honestly, I feel bad for Piotr because, I mean, it's just – what that first goal? What can you do? The puck somehow just finds its way. It happens to the best of goalies. It is what it is. I mean, it wasn't. I won't even say none of his goals were his fault. It was just unfortunately the defense was, as Rod said, they were chasing. They were just kind of just flailing around trying to figure out what's going on. It was just one of those games where it wasn't a consistent sixty minutes and just unfortunate turnovers and bad placement just led to guys being wide open, a.k.a. Travis Konecny for, you know, his goal. And it is what it is, man. It's just – it's one of those games where you kind of wish you had back, but alas, everyone's got to have one of those games, I guess, unfortunately. I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I will mean, say that. Philly, Philly definitely had one of those games against the Sharks. So, yeah, we all can understand oh, it. I, yeah, at least we didn't lose to the Sharks. But, I mean, for the Nason goal, the I like that was probably the best sequence of passing I've seen in a good bit. Not a, well, I wouldn't say in a good bit, but it was it was one of those ones where you, like, you know that was peak Hurricanes hockey at that point. Just the fact it was Orlov Nason, did that quick little pass to jury, got it to uh, – D'Angelo and D'Angelo put it right in his will for Nason's wheelhouse and just absolutely blasted it in the net. It was it was just a great little pass, bank it off the boards, quick little you know tap to Jury who was absolutely flying. It kind of just worked out, and you know it's you got you caught a glimpse of what hundred percent Hurricanes hockey is, and one of those games where sixty minutes just wasn't there, and yeah. But you lose some, unfortunately. <laughs> it's one of the no one's going go eight two and zero. As you can you can tell, <laughs> no one is there. No one's going eight two and zero because there's eighty two games, and that's so, so many games. But <laughs> but if so we want to talk about peak Carolina hockey, let's move on, please, to the Pens please. game, man. I feel Ooh, like I blacked out during that Philly game. Let's just move on. <laughs> That, oh my goodness! Oh, that penguins, the, that penguins game. That penguins game. It yeah, it was so nice, man. Like even so, even though technically the pins struck first, 
We I got mean, Sidney Crosby. It was Sidney we Crosby. got Crosby. It was a the matchup. Not necessarily there. that we got Crosby, but it. I mean, well, to be fair, we did. Fair. He matched up against. He matched up against the matchup that would benefit him the most. Well, to say it nicely, <laughs> it, it was Hurricanes for Sidney Crosby too, because he's the only one that scored for them. So I mean, if we're, we're going to if we're going to be fair on this. It was Sidney Crosby and his band of merry men against the Hurricanes. Jar- so. I mean, Jari played well. Jari did play well. Oh, he, he did. did. Absolutely. He did. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're talking about – you talk about that passing for that nascent goal, though. That passing for that finished connection with Jarvi, it's beautiful. That that line we're gonna talk to about stay together. If we're going to talk Ooh. about pretty goals, let's talk about the Ajo goal. That – that happened please um that like as mike put it put it beautifully on the broadcast that was a standard boilerplate textbook tic-tac-toe type of goal um you look at the chemistry between sebastian ajo and tevo teravine in which they're just consistently proving that it still exists in a telepathic pass from turbo after a drop from who was it yeah jarvis that beautiful I, setup, beautiful goal. The fact that all the around. boys said, finally, finally, Tavo passed it. <laughs> also was- said, I've been open all season, and he finally passed it. <laughs> the fact that that is the joke, though, because everyone, before the season, it was, Tavo, shoot the puck. And now Tavo, the season has been like, I'll, fine, I'll freaking shoot it. And it's been benefiting him. And everyone's been like, wow, Ajo has more assists. And then finally he does it with a glorious pass. It was that's, that's only a pass that happened unless one one of two things needs to happen here. One, completely accidental pass. Like you're just looking to find anybody. Um, and two, what is hold on, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not <laughs> Sorry, the thumb just pulled up on my thing. I was like, "What the heck is going on here?" Anyway, before you're keeping that in, you you are no, you're keeping that. I'm absolutely keeping that in. You're just listening to this. Bailey had something pop up on her screen. You have to watch the YouTube version. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Anyway, if you would let me finish, Um, (laughs) that's a so cat. Let her cook. Let her cook. that's completely accidental you're throwing it off your stick hoping it connects with somebody's to put it in the back of the net or again i bring up the chemistry i bring up knowing your teammate well enough to know where they're going to be nine times out of ten during the play that is the result of the second option there obviously like we we've seen it before and we've seen what happens to the two when they get broken up through the lineup is they they don't each play to the caliber that we know they're capable of because they are that much comfortable with each other when they are put on the same line. So oh, yeah, I'll, I'll just leave that there. That that goal, just beautiful show of chemistry. How about Seth Jarvis, though? Not not only getting just an assist, but get not one but two goals in this game, and one of them was the empty netter, which, I mean, it doesn't matter how it's done. It still counts regardless. And here's and this is the nice thing about how great of a night the, the guys played against Pittsburgh. One, two, three, four, five. Five guys had a multi-point nights. 
Tiva Teravine and two assists. Jacob Slavin with two assists. Slavin's getting some points this year. I think he's kind of tired of the, oh, he's never going to win the it's Norris. because he's getting to points. the point where they're trying him on the power play. I'm not upset. Is... I actually like that. I'm not upset about it. I'm not not something about I'm mad at. Uh, I'm Sebastian. not upset about it because it's a guy that won the accuracy contest. It's a guy that protects the puck first. It's a guy that can keep the zone. He I'm does do that. Uh, Sebastian Ajo, two points, a goal and assist. Brent Burns, goal and assist. You love to see him. Burns, he was the one that got the, for the first time goal uh, of the game. And then, I mean, this guy. This guy. Seth Jarvis. How about two goals and assists for three points laid in the way? I mean, you love to see it. Just he, that is a, I'm going to put the team on my back type of night. Like I said, just gets an assist early, comes back, no problem. Scores the goal to get you up and then scores the the empty. This is a, you guys were sleeping on me. How about this kind of night? Well, I will say this though. He's actually joint second in points on the team with 13 with his. His best friend, Disbury Kokaniemi, also has 13 points, but their goals and assists are actually swapped, where it's Jarvis with seven goals, six assists, and KK's got the opposite of that. And then how about this, though? This guy has played less games than everybody, but he now leads the team in points with 15. What Mr. Sebastian Ajo? His goal and assist, he's got now five goals, 10 assists for 15 points, in how many games? 14. Who's Over surprised? Four. Nobody. Not I. Not me. Not me. And, and here's here's a, and so him and Bray Shea are both tied on the team with 10 points with 10 assists. They are joint first in assists with 10. And then goals wise, I mean Tampa Terravina with nine, Seth Jarvis with seven, and just Barry Cook in the Emmy with six. You can't be too upset about that. And, I mean, the, the we know plus minus is one of those context stats, but you still got to talk about it because it's just you'd love to see the top three guys who do lead the team in plus minus. Brent Burns with five, Brady Shea with six, and surprise, surprise, if you are, I don't know where you've been the last few years, <laughs> Jacob Slavin leads the team with a plus eight in plus minus. While talking about the pluses, we do also have to mention some minuses. Oh my god, we have to mention the damn minuses. Not 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 minus, not not like minus minus, but it like the negatives. Um, with this game came a running penalty streak for one Mr. Andre Svechnikov. Oh, that's not where I thought you were going. With no, that. He, that, he, he, no, we're not touching that. We are not no? touching that. No, we're not. We have a few more minutes because there's a hard stop and we got to get done. So. I just I, I just want to say if Andre, you're stop taking penalties. How <laughs> yes, but I mean the league is also out to get him. That's totally fine. Oh, um sure. my one thing that the thing that we're not touching apparently with a ten foot pole right now. If the a stats seven, back a it, seven foot pole. if if the stats back it up, there's some truth behind it. Yep. If your play just isn't affecting you, but affecting the people that are Paired with you, there's an issue. Anyway, continue. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I got, I, I got I 70, could say more, but we don't have time. <laughs> I, got, I got 77 problems, and we're not touching either one of them. <laughs> um, 
we got to talk about, we talked about some fins. There's another fin we have to talk about. And this guy stops pucks on the regular. Does a pretty good job of it, especially at PNC Arena, which is essentially a fortress with this guy in that. One Mr. Father Finn, a.k.a. Antiranta, a.k.a. a.k.a. Andy Beach. This guy at home lights out. Insanely good at home. Last 13 home games for one Father Finn. 13 0 and 0. 0.929 save percentage. A 1.75 goals against average. Oh, he also has four shutouts. <laughs> Small flex. Oh, oh, I'm not done. I am not done. Uh, thank you to the Carolina Hurricanes for these awesome graphics. Ronta loves Rollywood. I think Rollywood loves Ronta. I mean, let's be honest. We all kind of love Father Finn. He has improved his record at home as a par- as a member of the Hurricanes. His all-time as a Hurricanes goalie, 24, 24 wins, two losses, two overtime slash shootout losses, 24, 2-2 two and two in 28 games for one anti-Ranta at PNC. Very proud of our father, Finn. I mean... He- he was dialed in. He did. He played so well that last game. My Freddie unfortunately mean? went down and man heard the call. Absolutely. Twice. Twice. Freddie's gone down. Sorry. Gone down twice. <laughs> and Ron, both times Ronto was like, I'm here. I'm ready. He did. He did. That's, he did. That's the, what you want from your second goalie. And it, it's, it's something it's exactly that made me. It, it, it's something I was a little weary of starting the season too. Cause you know, you're beginning of the season, you're still shaking off some sort of rust. Ronta's play was something I was a little concerned about to start the season, not going to lie. Um, but I I'm, I'm glad to kind of eat those thoughts in a way and be able to kind of sit, sit here and admire the, the step up that he's had to do and make in the times that we're currently living in, in the situation the team is currently dealing with. He's playing yeah. well. Absolutely. He, I mean, ever since, ever since season one of being here in Carolina, every time uh, Anderson's gone down, he stepped up, you know, first playoffs, you know, they went the Jennings Anderson gets hurt. Ronta steps in the playoffs and gets, gets you a couple rounds in <laughs> last year. Same thing this year. Same thing. I mean, tell me, stop me. If you've heard the story before, Anthony Ronta steps up when you need him. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I like that story. It's my favorite. It's a good one. It's definitely a good one. <laughs> hopefully, like we did, like we said with Mike, hopefully that leads us to a Stanley Cup final appearance. Because I think the Hurricanes are more than overdue for an appearance. Um, so there is a subject we are going to talk about, but we're actually going to say that for next episode because we have not enough time to talk about it, but there's going to be some jerseys that a lot of people are having a hullabaloo about that we're gonna have to just kind of discuss a little bit they'll still be having a hullabaloo about them then so we'll oh yeah and and next year (laughs) year next year the year after that the year after that the year after that let's just say the state of north carolina is blessed to be blocked leave it there (laughs) but we'll definitely say that for the next episode because (laughs) oh that's gonna be fun but until we actually get to do that Cat, 
Where do people find you on the socials? Yeah, you can find me on Twix at Kaniac Chick, and then you can find me on TikTok at KBT Hunter seventy four. Why? And you can see me if you go if you're at any of the games, especially that this little home stand we have coming up. I'll be there. Um, also, if you need tickets, let me know because I also and you can you'll most likely be sitting with me and someone else, so the games will be fun. Bailey, where can they find you? Uh, I'm going to try to speed run this for the sake of time. Uh, Twitter, find me over on there at uh, Bailey Curtis, and that's Bailey with two eyes. Instagram, Bailey Lynn Curtis. Uh, go to both Twitter, X, and Instagram. Find the Surgecast at the Surgecast. There's link trees in our bios over there. Also, if you're watching on the newly restarted Twitter, or Twitter, geez, YouTube. Hello, I run things on the YouTube side. So hi, hello, how you doing? Be sure to hit that big red subscribe button down below. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think of the past two games. Uh, what's coming up against our game versus Edmonton. Uh, when this drops, it'll be tonight. Um, hit that bell notification icon so you never miss an episode. And leave us a like. Zach. <laughs> uh, well, that was a quick spear, Billy. I know you. I, we're still waiting for you to do those personal announcements you supposedly told us. Last oh yeah, no, they're they're, they're 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 coming. They're coming. It's taking a bit. We'll it's see. taking a bit. Yes. Um, no, it's taking before. a bit. Is where can they find you, Zach? <laughs> well, first of all, first of all, <laughs> they have to check out the amazing network that we're with. That is THPN at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Make sure to check it out. Find us. Find other Hurricanes podcasts or other podcasts of other teams. We also got college hockey stuff. We got Terry Ryan, who uh, just talked about season three of Shorzy, which is going to be very awesome because season two is fantastic. If you haven't seen Shorzy yet, what are you waiting for? Do it. It's great. Uh, but, yeah, make sure to check out the Amazing Network. We have a lot of upcoming live streams. They are going to be a lot of fun. I am really excited for us to do the one with the Calgary Flames, because we got the boss man joining us for not only the live stream, but on this podcast. So I guess early December is going to be a little fun with the, the Hockey Podcast Network. But to find me, you can find me on Twitter or X at OneTrueZach. That's only true Zach is actually spelled out. It's not the number one itself. Instagram, ZachRMartin22. Uh, for both of those... Um, links i do have my own link tree so if you want to go find my articles and stuff like that or find the podcast itself as well make sure to check that out on my twitter um just the easier way to find where i write and all that good stuff but where i do write at i actually am now writing with the ahl news now i am now back at i am now back covering the charlotte checkers um, really great to be back with uh, deanna weinheimer she's really amazing uh, she's the Founder and CEO of AHL News Now. Um, they got some great podcasts over there as well. You can go check them out as well. A uh, friend of the show, Andrew Rinaldi, is also with us over at AHL News Now. And uh, Sam Wismer is there too. And I think there's a couple other people, but I guess you're going to find out who those people actually are. Uh -huh. Yes, I am very excited to be back covering the checkers if you've not seen it on my personal Twitter. Um, I also cover the Carolina Hurricanes with the Hockey Writers, so make sure you go check that out as well. But that will wrap up this episode for episode 101 or episode 22 of season three. So thank you to everyone who listened to this. And big thank you to Mike Mascalco for once again just giving us some great stuff to talk about. Gracing us with his presence as always. 
As I said, he is an absolute legend, and that's going to be etched in stone, however you want to put it. Oh, it but already is. There, there's no is. etching that needs to be done. It's, so. It is I took care done. of it. Well, thank you, Good. Billy, for taking care of that. I, I, know, I, I, I was hoping that you did take care of that. Uh, I've also sure got you, a jacket to design, apparently. So. Apparently. I mean, hey, it's going to be a nice one. I'm very excited to see how that Suck Baby comes out. But until that comes out, until next From week. From all of us at the Surgecast, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We're yes. grateful for you. And we Make, sure are grateful for hockey. Yes. <laughs> very, However very, crazy it might drive us. We are very thankful for hockey, especially the Carolina Hurricanes, all the other Canadians that we are great friends with. And it's always just a good time to talk hockey. But until next week for episode 23 of season three of the Series Cast, I'm Zach. I'm Bailey. I'm Kat. And we'll see you here next time after some awesome Thanksgiving meals at the Series Cast. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Gobble, gobble. Ha, 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 ha.